you when you need to know what's happening, it's 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 time to get in the huddle with Carl Dukes and Brian Baldinger. Back for another edition of In the Huddle. Carl Dukes put him up along with my man Brian Baldinger. Jason Lockdown for part of this podcast as well, guys. We talk all things NFL. Like us, tell your friends, and of course, subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Uh, Baldy, it's kind of interesting. This is the calm before the storm, which of course, of course, is the the schedule release. Now, guys, as we know today, it's Tuesday. Schedule's supposed to be released Thursday. Um, Baldy, it's a fluid situation. There are reports that the NFL may push this back to Sunday. Is that correct? That's what you're hearing? That's what I'm hearing right now. I mean, I had worked at the NFL Networks literally since the signal went up. And every year, we're sort of like on standby waiting for the announcement. I remember one year uh, we're in this room and like we're, we're discussing some of the things that we anticipate. The, the, the guy that was running the network at the time takes all of our cell phones. No cell phones. Around, right? <laughs> yeah. like we don't want any of this stuff leaking, getting out, nothing premature, right? And it was just, it, it's always just been very fluid. Like be on standby. We could be up and running. Like when it gets out, we're going to, we're going to air. So I, I hear it was supposed to be, they were gearing it towards Thursday, but it, you know, there's so many um, national TV games, Carl. Right. All right. You've got triple headers on Thanksgiving. You know, you've got the holidays on the network uh, around the Christmas or the holiday season. Um, the opening schedule of the seasons, the big kickoff party, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night. So, and then, you know, Lamar really signed late. Aaron Rodgers agreed late. So a lot of this stuff has been pushed around because I'm sure the Jets without Aaron Rodgers would be much like last year, Carl. One national TV game on a yeah. Thursday night, you know. And so now Aaron Rodgers there, like their primetime team. So I, I, I hear that. And, you know, it's just a million and millions of permutations trying to get the schedule and all the games correct. So I hear there might be a little bit of a delay before Thursday. All right. And, and guys, again, what we know as of right now and what may happen, we're just telling you what we know, but that could change. And so just be aware of that because I think everybody's waiting for this big Thursday night thing and it could be pushed. But the NFL, and, and, and while we're talking about this, the NFL is just brilliant when it comes to making this another spectacle, right? Think about the spectacles. I think there are a few during, during the, the year. If you just said, take a step back. You've got the season itself, which the games matter, and that's all we care about. Things happen during the year. We don't care. The games on Sunday matter. You get to the offseason, obviously, the spectacle of the combine, which is a spectacle. The spectacle mm-hmm. of free agency, who's going where. And then the spectacle of the draft. Mm-hmm. And now you've got the schedule release. That's, you know, five things that you could say the NFL – just owns when it comes to these events. And, Baldy, nobody does it better uh, in sports than the NFL when it comes to, hey, we've got this happening, and you're going to want to pay attention, right? Because everybody wants to know who their teams are playing, when, and where. Yep. No, no, listen. The schedule comes out. I don't care if when I played in, in the 80s and early 90s or it's today. The schedule came out. You went and you examined the schedule. Every single radio station in the country That's right. covering the NFL – Okay, wins, losses, you know, Monday night, what's the national TV? Oh, they got three road games in a row. Like all of the, the traps, you know, uh, somebody, I mean, I remember one year, I'm, I'm in Tampa today, Carl. Okay. I remember Bruce Arians uh, coaching Tampa Bay one year, probably like 2019 or 20. 
they literally didn't have a home game for like seven straight weeks. They were on the road. They had a bye. They were in, they played over in Europe. Like there was like a seven week stretch where they didn't play a home game, you know. And like that was probably one of those quirks that because they went to Europe, they had to buy this kind of thing. Like, and then they had, I think they had a weather game, Carl, in there where they couldn't play at home. They had to play like maybe in Miami or something. So like all those, like, so everybody is looking at their own schedule selfishly, you know, the good, the bad, the not so good. Um, We hear some of the things where they could flex Thursday night football and somebody could play instead of just one, Thursday night game, they could end up playing two, which, of course, the union's going to be pushing back against and player safety issues and all that, like all those things that are real. Um, so, but that's part of the drama of the release when you examine it all. Yeah, it is drama. You've got that right. Baldy, let's uh, switch gears and talk about what the commanders are doing. What the hell are the commanders doing? Apparently, the commanders are calling around, checking in on quarterbacks, including guys that haven't played in five years. Now, I've known Andrew Luck since eighth grade. His father, good friend of mine, when Andrew stepped away, yeah. he was done, okay? Yes. He was done. And I am shocked to hear that the commanders are calling Andrew Luck to see if he's available. Um, when I heard this, it made me think about how they feel about their quarterback room right now, and more importantly – what they maybe didn't do in the draft to address that, or maybe even make a trade. That's still possible, obviously. But I'm, I think, you know, the commanders are looking and they're going, hey, if we got everybody healthy on defense, Baldy, we're pretty, we're pretty stout. Um, they've got some weapons on offense, but it's still about the delivery system, which is the quarterback. What did you think about this as they made uh, their rounds and it got out that they were calling around checking on quarterbacks? Well, I mean, when the, as soon as they said we have our quarterback, months ago, and Sam Howell, after starting one game, a Week 18 game last year, signing Jacoby Brissett, like, it just didn't, like, even when Lamar was out there hanging in the balance, like, why wouldn't you make the phone call to Lamar in South Florida? Like, why wouldn't you pick up the phone? It seems a little late for all of this, to be honest with you, Carl. Uh, The rosters are set. If somebody shakes loose because of injury, like, nobody's shaking loose that's going to improve that that position on that team. But the other part is exactly what you alluded to. Are they happy with what they have? Like, why would anybody – you're going to go throw, you know, quarterback tryouts out there to see if somebody <laughs> could improve what they have or create competition for what they have? Like, it just – it's not the way you do it. It's not the way this business works. It's, it's, it's never been done that way. And so it just – the whole thing kind of caught me off guard. But when they made, when they started talking about Andrew Luck, and immediately the owner of the Colts, Jimmy Ursay, said he's our property. <laughs> yeah, he's our property. Yeah, we still uh, own the you rights. Come through me <laughs> if you want to talk to Andrew Luck. Like he shut that down immediately. And anybody else that has that kind of a thought, like we'll bring Andrew Luck out of retirement. But to your point about just Andrew Luck and not getting away from the Commanders, I, I've known Andrew Luck not as long as you. But I remember when he was a junior at Stanford, and I did one of his first games that year. And when he rode up for the Friday uh, production interview, okay, and he's on his 10-speed bike and a backpack and his, you know, his flip-flops on, like, I was like, this kid is all in on the college atmosphere. He ain't coming out. He's staying in. He's going to graduate. 
football is football. But like he had so many other interests that when the injury started to accumulate, like he's just started thinking about, you know, the next 50 years and saying, I'm not going to be one of these cripples walking around because I, I stayed in the game too long. And I knew when he made that exit that he wasn't coming back and he will never come back. Yeah. To, to add to that story. So his father, for those of you who don't know, is Oliver Luck. Oliver Luck. Oliver played quarterback in the NFL. Um, he's had a very successful career outside of the NFL. At one point was the athletic director at West Virginia, which West is where Virginia. he was at. Um, he left he there. He was the president of NFL Europe. Correct. You know, That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, he left there, went to, to work for WWE, which is a kind of a funny side story. But the first time um, that I went to see him play, it was literally eighth grade, maybe ninth grade in Houston. And Which is Stratford, right? Stratford. Correct. Correct. Yep. And, and you know, I went to see him play and uh, you could just tell, you know, he, he, you, you go see these games, Baldy. It's like when I saw Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence yep. in high school. You just can tell, right? Yeah. And so... I remember having that exact same conversation with Oliver about where's he going to go? Cause we wanted him to go to Texas. <laughs> okay. Yeah, of course. We wanted to go to university of Texas. So it was like, Hey, you're going, you're going to Texas, right? Longhorns, baby. Come on. Oliver. And so Oliver was like, you know, Carl, we've had this conversation and he, and, and he said, Andrew told me, um, you know, dad, I, I just really want to enjoy my college experience, but I also know that there's going to be life after football. And when he went, when he made the commitment to Stanford, I remember calling and saying, "Man, this is such a great choice because you realize how important it is. You're going to do whatever you want coming out of Stanford, right? At some point, you, you just make a call and you're going to be fine." But that was way ahead. He was way ahead of that ball yeah. um, in, in this process. And so, yeah, man, great kid, but he has no interest, guys. I mean, like, I don't know what you're hearing, but he ain't coming back. All right, he's got great. He's got little ones at home now. That is not happening. Um, and some people say, well, how could you walk away from the money? To Baldy's point, it was never in his mind to do that. He loved the game. He loved to play. It was not, He was not doing this to be the richest guy in the league. That was not his thing. So I think that, you know, to hear the commanders were calling around and, and trying to get him potentially interested is just really a reach. Well, I'll tell you two very quick stories, Carl. So I, I did this show called Film Sessions that was aired on the NFL Network, but NFL Films produced it and yeah. they, they they filmed it. And we would go to the soon, we would go to the Pro Bowl and we would go to the Super Bowl every year and we would just get these players lined up. And so one year we're at the Pro Bowl and Andrew Luck wants to do it before practice. So we said, no problem, we'll set up, we'll have the cameras ready to roll, Andrew. So we said seven o'clock, Andrew, buses are rolling like at 745 to practice or whatever. So he goes, if we could do it at seven bowling, that would be great. So I'm with Ron Jaworski. So me and Jaws go, let's get early breakfast. We're in the hotel. Let's go down. So we go down to breakfast. It's like six, six fifteen. Me and Jaws go down there. Get a, who's there? But Andrew Luck. <laughs> like Andrew Luck is with his wife. They're at breakfast already. Like he just because it was the Pro Bowl, his routine yeah. never changed. Okay, there he is. He's at breakfast. Like, he's up. He showered. Like, he, he's ready. So, anyways, he, he was excellent in that. And then I did a Stanford-UCLA game. And I'll never forget, they had this play where he's in shotgun. He hands it off to somebody coming underneath. And then he goes out in a route. And the guy that comes underneath to gets the ball, 
They end up throwing it across the field to Andrew Luck, and he makes this one-handed catch on the sideline. And I go, oh, by the way, Andrew Luck is also the best tight end on the field. <laughs> like, there was no doubt, like, whether it was if he wanted to play linebacker, tight end, quarterback, like, he was the best athlete in any of those positions throughout Stratford, Stanford, Indianapolis, wherever he was. Yeah, and think about this, guys. I mean, you go from the great Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. I mean, you hit you hit the lottery twice, yeah. right? I mean, the kid stepped in, and you guys are back in the playoffs in Indianapolis. And now think about this quarterback carousel they've gone through to try to find the next guy, and it just hasn't worked, which made them go draft Anthony Richardson. We're going to see if Richardson's the guy. But Baldy, I mean, you talk about luck, right? It's rare where a franchise has a, a Hall of Fame quarterback and then you draft potentially another one. If Andrew would have stayed and played a little bit longer, I, there's no doubt in my mind he's a Hall of Famer. But at the end of the day, he immediately took over that team and took them back to the playoffs.